Since we started this show, we haven't talked about movies once. It's Friday. The theaters are open. Uh, that's why we haven't talked about movies for the large part, I think, is because the theaters haven't been open. It's been pretty tough. You have to watch them at home and stuff. Um, but uh, just think about the way we interact with movies these days, right? We, we all, everything's online now. I remember going back and checking the newspaper, and that's how you did it. Uh, now we check theaters, showtimes, all that stuff. It's all done on your phone. And usually on the very same site where you're checking the showtimes, you also see a Rotten Tomatoes review linked right there, right? And I've always been a big Rotten Tomatoes believer up until this week. You know, a good Rotten Tomatoes score, I'll give it a try. Lousy score, I won't even bother. It's just that simple. So now we find out even Rotten Tomatoes may be suffering from, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but maybe we shouldn't put a lot of stock into these reviews. For example, what's your favorite movie of all time? You'd have to take a look at the Rotten Tomatoes Top 100 and see if it's on there. I bet it's not, because if if you know movies, uh, you know that Godfather is the best movie of all time. It's not on the Top 100. Neither is Blues Brothers. And if those two movies, which are the ultimate in cinema, cannot crack the Top 100 of Rotten Tomatoes, there's something wrong with Rotten Tomatoes. So what is going on with Rotten Tomatoes? Let's get some insight here. We have Danielle Solzman joining us now, who is a freelance film critic. Danielle? Thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm kind of surprised by this because I, I have been a big believer in Rotten Tomatoes, and now I've come to find out that maybe I shouldn't even be looking at Rotten Tomatoes. Are those reviews at all reliable? Well, I mean, a lot of it is. I mean, they have been improving as far as um, getting more film critics on the tomato meter. I mean, I joined in. November 2017, and I still have a number of film reviews from other sites that aren't even on the tomato meter. And I was just hearing you mention uh, the Blues Brothers. I mean, a year ago today, I was watching that for the 40th anniversary and finally got my review up uh, that weekend. See, now, is that part of the problem? Some of these older movies, um, people like you who populate um, Rotten Tomatoes and things like that, a lot of those movies weren't around in order to be included in this, right? So are they just lagging behind because they're not as recent? I mean, some of it's that, and also some of it is uh, we have to, I mean, a lot of us, I mean, we self-submit our reviews. So during the pandemic, when the studios uh, delayed their big films, I was turning to Turner Classic Movies. I was turning to my physical uh, media collection. I mean, I already reviewed a load of Steven Spielberg films that I didn't review previously. Interesting. Now, just explain for our listeners, how does that site work? How do they come up with that score that we all rely on? How is that formulated? Well, I mean, the the percentage comes from the amount of reviews that are positive out of the reviews uh, submitted. Okay. And sometimes there's gatekeeping, and so that's how um, Wonder Woman started out certified fresh last year before falling uh, out of the certified fresh range. Now, so the reason that we're seeing these scores climb is, as you say, it's not, it's just the number of reviews can really skew a result? Yeah, I mean, and there's sometimes when they don't have like a median tomato, so when we're submitting and they were on the fence like we've got inside is that a fresh review is that a negative review and then it's just it's so like aggregated. sometimes you have to err on uh your gut feeling 
Um, when we talk about who can and who cannot submit reviews, is it wide open? Is it completely wide open? Like, you're a freelance film critic and you're submitting to Rotten Tomatoes. Can anybody submit? Because I know they used to have a critic's review and a viewer's review, right? Yeah, I mean, they uh, still do the audience review uh, rating, but some of those uh, films uh, do get review bombed, so to speak. Like, say it's LGBTQ or say... uh, one of the stars uh, said something that people did not agree with. Okay. Yeah, and that can yeah, and then you can get it swayed massively by the social media mobs. No doubt about that. Um, what about um, ownership stakes? Because we know that Rotten Tomatoes is no longer just a, a couple of guys running an app. It's now being bought up by some big, big media giants. Does that possibly change the way that it operates in order to be more favorable for some of their products? I honestly don't know. I mean, I know that when I do uh, look at the Fandango uh, app or Fandango Now, if I want to rent a film, they also include the uh, tomato meter. Okay. What's the best source if you really want to get some insight into a movie? I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is the one everybody knows. Is there a more reliable place to go and get a decent review on what you might be going to see? Well, what I suggest is when you go on Rotten Tomatoes, look at the individual reviews. See yeah, okay. if there's a few critics that uh, you really like and read them uh, regularly. Yeah, get a trusted source then. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, Daniel, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You bet. That's Daniel Solzman, who is a freelance film critic.